goes out to all you Ravagers and Outriders, Novacor and Crane, and even all you Sovereign out there. You are now listening to Sanctuary One Radio. He's like leaning through a hologram, he busts out a lightsaber, and you're just like, that's nice. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing, like, somebody said there's like a shock and awe factor for a person that's never seen one of those before. I guess, but yeah, that saw makes Dryden sense. You Dryden Boss walking around with like laser, laser knives. knives. <laughs> and. Sorry, what do you mean it's gone? Like, what? What? So, yeah, like a hundred thousand years ago, they moved off of Skrullos and they came to Tarnax Four, and apparently were late. Yeah, um, and and by late we mean um, Galactus kind of, Galactus kind of ate it, like like the planet. But I thought you said he wasn't going to be around this part of that. That's why we left. That's why we. That's why we. That's what. That's why we came here. Have you ever seen how fast clouds move through space? <laughs> Hi everyone. Uh, we are broadcasting live from a big empty space of nothing. Well, the planet's still there. Right? There's a husk of a, planet, a husk of planet. At least you know. I mean, there's, there's no one listening. I mean, yeah. Yes, the planet has been decimated. Yes, there is no actual life on it. Yes, it's kind of depressing. But hey, we got a job to do. Well, where are we? We are uh, currently above Throne World, uh, which was previously Tarnax Four. Yes. Four? And who's sitting on the throne at Throne World right now? Nobody. Peeps. Because Galactus ate it. I thought we were going to have fun with some shapeshifters. I, mean, I can't believe this. This is... this is. We are broadcasting from the biggest ship in the galaxy, Sanctuary One, and apparently has no idea where it's going. I, I, I thought Thanos would like meeting other people that have chins like his. Yeah, well, it was a good thought, but he is burdened with knowledge, just not knowledge he was willing to share with us. Um, welcome to Sanctuary One Radio. Uh, I'm Our done. face is gonna be red when they do scrolls in uh, um, the Captain Marvel movie, and like Tarnax Four is there or something. <laughs> we're like Tarnax Four was destroyed, and the movie's like nah. nah son. We're like oh continuity. Whoopsie Daisy. Ooh, it's back. Uh, I'm I'm Jab. I'm here with props. I'm here with Sly. Like we all comic book stuff. We got a lot of stuff to talk about, uh, and hopefully someone's listening out there. That is the hope, at least. Uh, we got green uh, yonder. Uh, 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 this episode is going to be a lot of fun. This transmission is going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited to kind of get into it because it's very fresh in our minds. Uh, we've had some time to kind of sit and think about it and, and get over it. But we went and saw Solo together, together. contrary to the movie name. Well, it yes. was it was uh, it was based in a uh, galaxy far away oh. and a time long ago. <laughs> I'm sorry. When that opening crawl, when the when the opening text read, and yeah. I know they're not doing the crawl, but then there was that um, the the stuff that was um, that bolded, what? yeah, and all caps, the hyper fuel. Yeah, I you were right there with me. You were just <laughs> laughing. Oh my god, I laughed so much. <laughs> I was I was I just couldn't take it. that that starting off with that. It was really hard for me to take seriously because oh, I was yeah. just like. Blah 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 blah. Proxima. Blah 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 blah. Hyperfuel. Yeah. I'm 
Jesus Christ. Hey, that's, cry. No, you're right, though. People listening to this where they're like, oh, that was loud. That's how it came across in the theater. Yes, like it was, it was. I have no idea what the rest of that text said because the only thing I saw was hyperfuel. <laughs> and I remember Proxima because of Proxima Midnight. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, who doesn't? Right? Uh, <laughs> she's, she's looking at me, man. I'm telling you. Uh, yeah. So um, obviously we're going to be talking about Solo here. Uh, be prepared. There will be spoilers ahead, so please be ready. Uh, but before we get into it, remember, you can uh, be sure to follow us, uh, Twitter.com, Instagram, at uh, Sanctuary1Radio. And then if you want to be a part of the show, if you want us to get the chance to answer your questions on the show, we will have dedicated segments for that. Be sure to email us, Sanctuary1Radio at gmail.com. Yes, tell us your thoughts. Ask us some questions about the movies, comic books, whatever you know just ask us just ask us we're nerds it's fine i'll tell you what i ate for breakfast if you ask nice enough i mean even if you don't you ask yeah, i'll just i'll, I'll just tell, tell you yeah. you but i mean we're mean but <laughs> we're not that mean i no i don't know i'm i want them to ask nicely okay oh fine. okay fair enough it's my breakfast it's mine solo let's start with uh, this is going to kind of be a general question, but I want to start with the idea of Star Wars, right? Everyone goes to this theater. It is a Star Wars film. Uh, there were people that we went to go see the film, and they said there is no feeling uh, like going to see a Star Wars film. It doesn't matter if it's an actual Star Wars film or if it's a spinoff film. It still comes with the same general excitement with that. There's a part of me that somewhat disagrees, but in either instance... Solo is a Star Wars story. It says it in the text right there in the beginning. It is a Star Wars sto uh, story. Um, general thoughts uh, uh, is what we're going to get into right now. I want to bring up the reviews for Solo uh, just to get an idea of what Earthlings thought about Solo. Uh, and they're, they're okay. They're not crazy. They're not, uh, they are higher than our previous film that we discussed at the moment. Uh, actually, they are now officially lower uh, <laughs> than the previous one as of a review that came in uh, today. Uh, the highest review comes from Empire's Dan Jolin, giving it an 80, saying a bright and breezy sideshow adventure makes up for its overly frantic pacing with a charismatic central turn from Alden Ehrenreich, strong enough to make us want to see even more of him in solo mode. The lowest review uh, comes from the rap, uh, from uh, Alonzo Duralde, uh, who gave it a 55, saying, while the movie ends in a way that's clearly designed to prompt further sequels, we don't get that prequel X factor that makes us interested in a character arc whose outcome we already know. Uh, Better Call Saul knows how to do this. Solo does not. I don't know why he's comparing a TV show to a movie, but whatever the case may be, the same concept applies. Uh, I think, and this is just my opinion, the best review... Uh, or at least the most accurate, comes from Paste Magazine's Dom Sinicola, uh, who says, it's a pretty great blockbuster if you don't think about it too much. <laughs> oh, there's my problem. There's my problem. You're always thinking. I am always thinking. 
So no, you're not. Not based <laughs> on the last movie we talked about. I don't want to hear it. No, no. Actually, based on the last movie, he He's is always, always thinking. Yeah, yeah. You're I mean, right. we got into human reproduction talking about that last movie. As so. it regards to time as travel. Regards to time travel. <laughs> as it regards to time travel. There's but, a qualifier. But uh, um, I mean, can we take it back a bit? One of the first things is I did not feel like it was a Star Wars movie. Agreed. Um, there's that whole like. Just that, like when I went and saw Rogue One, that's a Star Wars movie, uh, 100% for me. You know, I felt Star Wars when I watched that movie. When I watched Solo, is I it didn't... because Rogue One is so relevant? And that that could be part of it. Um, and I I just didn't feel like I felt like it it, it was Star Wars ish. I did not feel like Star Wars, and that didn't ruin the enjoyment of the movie for me. But like. I don't know. And this is since I was a little kid, there's just a feeling I got when the starting scroll uh, started and you heard the music come in and just that, that excitement uh, for a specific type of movie. Um, not, now, like I said, this doesn't ruin my enjoyment of it at all. Um, but uh, you know, on, on the other hand, when we talk about a character whose end game, we know, we already know where this ends. Yeah. Same thing. I, I'm sorry, Mom. I'm going to rely heavily on on the other non-trilogy movie we have, and that's Rogue One. I already knew where Rogue One was going to go with these characters, at least in my opinion, and it ended that way, right? I already knew, but they made me care about those characters, and they made me enjoy those characters. But not too much. That's what I liked yeah, about not, Rogue One. Yeah, yeah, like, not I, too I, much. A lot of people were like, hey, how excited are you for this Rogue One? And I was like, I don't know how excited I can be for a movie where I know every character dies. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you mean? I was like six characters that are so badass from the Battle of Yavin Four to Force Awakens in thirty-four years. They're never mentioned by name mm-hmm. ever. That ends one way. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 the thing is, uh, I didn't feel that they made me care about any of those characters enough. Uh, aside from the droid. Oh, and this one. Yeah. Um. What? For me. The my biggest problem with the movie was between the plot and my what I know going into the movie, I was just waiting for things to happen, and when they did, it was kind of eh. Yeah, yeah, because like, you kind of saw the roadmap of where it was gonna go. Well, just from the plot, but it was like it was like he's on Corellia. Well, you know the beginning and you know the end. Everything right. in between becomes well, fluff at that point. Well, it's like okay, he's on Corellia. I know he gets off Corellia. How? Okay, cool. He got off Corellia. Now he's in the Imperial. He's an Imperial trooper we know he uh, stops being that we know we know he's going to get off of that oh he met chewy i know they're going to escape how yeah. okay cool i know he becomes a i know he becomes like a thief how oh okay. he's doing the kessel run we right it was like how does he do the kessel run faster than everybody oh he's gonna go through that cloud that they were mentioning no one's ever gone through before yeah um uh oh i know he's going to get the the only time they kind of tricked me out was when uh lando when we know he won the millennium falcon from lando in a game of po- uh, of the their oh, version he, of poker he, yeah he doesn't and win the, the first game he doesn't win the first game although um it kind of bothers me that he's like he's that good at that game like i imagine why is he known as being like a speeder racer guy if he can outbeat like professional who lando or? yeah Lan- like everybody on that table he was playing for chumps at that game like why isn't he well, trying to he was cheating? Lando was yeah. not Han. Han was legitimately beating everyone at that table. Why doesn't he do that for money? Maybe it's just not fun for him. 
I don't know. Might be the I mean, wife. that's that's hard to say. Yeah. And and he says it from the get go. He doesn't want to be a poker player. He wants to be a pilot. Yeah, I know he's a pilot, but he could win enough poker to buy a ship. True. And he almost and he well, almost he did that. He, he almost did that. If if Lando hadn't lose. been cheating. <laughs> if Lando hadn't been cheating, but I mean, like, he's apparently that good at that game. That was weird. But yeah, so in the first part, he loses to Lando, and he doesn't get the Millennium Falcon. So they kind of played me for that, but we know he won it from him in the game, so that entire movie, I was just waiting for that second game yeah. where he was going to win it from Lando. Um, but uh, I was waiting for uh, Woody Harrelson to, to turn on him yeah, because of the line from the beginning. Everything was so... Everything was just... I was waiting for the next thing I was expecting to happen, and they all kind of went in domino form. The yeah, only thing know. that happened out of sequence that I thought it might have happened was the was the Millennium Falcon acquisition. And even even the... you We know you're committed because she had the mark on her arm. Like, I just saw that. Yep. Where yeah, me- some of it was incredibly telegraphed. Um, I, but, I almost wonder how much of this is Ron Howard trying to piece together someone else's movie. I'd be curious about that too, kind of like when um, yeah, like if we Peter could get Jackson a, uh, picked up like the a, Hobbit movies, like if we could get a uh, director's commentary, which would talk about. I doubt we will, which we'll talk no, about. We're just going to talk about Lord Miller, like they're amazing. Yeah, That's yeah. All I'm say. Was it a bad movie? No, I enjoyed it a lot more than I expected. Most to. certainly, yeah. Um, I'm I'm kind of glad they didn't play up the uh, is could Chewbacca die or could Han Solo die. Find but, out next. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I, th- I think prequel movies do a great job when they when they ignore putting the main character in danger, but they put the people around them in danger. Yeah. But that, but the the two the scene that underscores that 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 it's not that it's that bothers me with that is the Kessel Run scene with the monster in the grav well because at no point do I believe they're in danger. Well, no, because you have because everyone's on the same ship. Correct. They should have done something different where, like, instead of him ejecting the escape pod, they accidentally, like, they were in the escape pod for some reason and it was going into the grav well. Something along that lines. Make me, I, I don't, you cannot put Han Solo or Chewie in a yeah, life-endangering situation. Who's close to Han Solo and Chewie is going to die, or is going to live. The closer right. they are to that character, the more they're going to live. So you have yeah, to no, Lando, you know. Right, Lando, Lando was going to live. Chewie was going to live. Han Solo was going to live. Everyone else was expendable and pretty much died. Um, but Except that's... for the main characters. Oh, somebody's popular. Yeah. And, uh... But yeah, so the... They have plot armor. That's You'll, yeah, you'll hear yeah. me say that a lot. They have impenetrable, indestructible plot armor. They won't, mm-hmm. like... They, they tried the one scene with Chewie where the rock was about to hit him and they pulled him out. Um, but there's, uh, I always made fun of, um, uh, Jupiter ascending because it was a movie where a whole bunch of stuff almost happened. This, <laughs> um, like being good. Right. Oh. It was like, it was, oh, she almost got married to that really bad guy. Oh, she almost fell down and died from that thing. It was yeah. a whole movie where a whole bunch of stuff, where a whole almost, bunch of stuff almost, almost happened. happened. This is a movie where I was just waiting for things that, that I knew were going to happen to happen. Yeah, and they had some uh, moments, and we talked about this uh, previously. Uh, there were some moments where it just I didn't understand them, or they didn't have the impact that I guess the director uh, was going for. 
Um, I, there are some little moments that I liked. Like I, I, I said, I liked the moment where Chewbacca finds the other Wookiees in the mind, and he has that moment where he's head to head with the right. other Wookiee, forehead to forehead, forehead to forehead, and they're like saying their goodbyes. And I love that that any time Chewbacca's in frame, any moment or thing that he does you know what's happening you don't need words you don't need subtitles for chewbacca which is the way chewbacca should be yeah exactly um, and they did that well but like the the like i said with the um the young girl uh who is oh god what was that the the other faction not uh the 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 faction opposite the red dawn the rebels uh infant in, oh nest infant nest or something like that yeah. um like she took off her mask and it was supposed to be this big reveal. And I just, I just didn't get the reveal. I did. And there's this, they, they made it this moment where they looked at each other and then they looked at her and, and, you know, we said maybe it was because she was supposed to be so young and yet, you know, having done all this stuff, I just didn't get that. And maybe that's because the actress that w- was of indeterminate age and, and we just didn't get it or was of indeterminate age or Enfys nest Enfys nest and so it's a really dumb name it just, just it, it makes there. it just was reminiscent of infest and that's infest i thought that we were saying that the whole time but again like i just didn't get that moment and there's a few other moments there that were like that that i'm like uh what do you do what are you trying to go for anyone look at at nest and think she looked like something out of destiny a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The entire time well, she's again, fighting it. It was that it was that scene where I thought I was like, is that is that Kylo Ren's helmet? It's got the same like grill piece. Yeah, the are the are these like on. Mandalorians? Like like I, I thought there was gonna be Mandalorian in the movie. I was surprised. Nope. There was Mandalorian armor. Yeah, but no Mandalorians. Paul Bettany had Mandalorian yeah. armor. Yeah. Um uh so in terms of my opinion on it. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I like really enjoyed it, and I think I enjoyed it for the space romp that it is. Yes, uh, yeah. If you take it as not a Star you, Wars movie, even as a Star Wars movie, like I enjoy a lot of Star Wars is. Uh, so let's so let's talk a little bit about like like plot. We talked about plot a little earlier. Sometimes plot matters. Sometimes it doesn't. It's just dependent on where you are. Uh, I have always looked at Star Wars as if if you, if the number one thing, in my opinion, and this is why my opinion is either right or wrong, depending on who's <laughs> listening, um, my opinion has always been to nail a Star Wars film, you have to nail the first thing you see when you turn on a Star Wars film, which is in a galaxy far, far away. If you do not nail the galaxy, you have a problem. And I've always felt that the more constrained of a Star Wars movie you're in, the difficult, the the more, the less of a Star Wars film I feel. Now there's an extreme to that, which is the prequel films, which take you everywhere and none of it really matters. <laughs> <laughs> you so don't get me you wrong. like the Naboo scenes with the. Uh... Don't get me wrong. Right. Like Gungans, there is man. there is another extreme to this. You stop it right now, Brian. But Gungans I are the best. I have to put it out there. The Kessel Run in this film, I love from a visual element, from a from from a film standpoint. Like I, I this is screams new gen Star Wars to me. I'll I'll be very honest. Uh, I I'm a big fan of H.P. Lovecraft and a big fan of Cthulhu esque things. Yes, and that 
thing that, that there's a giant monster, monster in the middle of this in the, the gas club that no one knew about. Wonderful. Oh my god! And that it wasn't even the most dangerous thing there. Yeah. So like I like I, that is one of my favorite scenes of this film is the Kessel Run. Yeah. Because it just screams Star Wars. And oddly enough, it's me. my least favorite. Because you because you knew it was. Because you like you there's know. no. I, danger. I was waiting for it to happen, and then to me, a lot of that scene is either irrelevant or doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't. I don't like, necessarily. I I don't see Han piloting his way through. But again, this that. is this is the flip, right? Where we were talking about Deadpool last week. This is the flip where I am along for the ride for that scene. That scene is gorgeous, in my opinion. I'm along for the ride. Whatever things they want to do in that mm-hmm. scene, I give two shits about. It looks fantastic. Seeing that Star Destroyer at the other end of the Maelstrom <laughs> yes. was so cool looking. Yes. Visually, I agree Star- with you. Star Wars for me is what Deadpool was for you. If I'm going to just experience it, absolutely fantastic. If I can sit through shitty Clone Wars narratives in the prequels, I could get through Solo. I can't get through those anymore. Well, of yeah, course, no, yeah, me we can't neither. Get yeah, it anymore. But what I'm saying is, when I went to the theater, if I'm willing to go through the theater to see that, I could see Solo. The only way I can get through the prequels is if I pretend Jar Jar Binks is an evil Sith. Yeah. Uh, Rift Rif tracks are three and three K. Is about the only other way. Perfectly I fine. <laughs> Whatever. Rogue One. I really enjoyed Rogue One for what it was. Mm-hmm. To your point a little earlier, Rogue One doesn't have anything. It goes in a galaxy far, far away, and then it just abruptly cuts in. Boom. And so it's the way to kind of to shake it up. The beginning uh, was a little lengthy. The the of solo Hyper the chase sequence. Fuel. The... Oh, no, that 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 had me laughing hysterically because <laughs> it's it's it was the, like the beginning of a video game. So and it was also that was that in my opinion is unnecessary. So so one thing I do not like about the beginning of Solo is. It went very quickly to, okay, so it was, hey, Solo's doing this bad thing. He got caught, uh, what's her name, Kira in the movie? Um, uh, Daenerys. <laughs> Kira. Kira. Q-I- she, 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 goes to, she goes to protect him, say, hey, maybe we can work this out. And the, the person goes immediately like, don't give up your life for him. Like, yeah. I just felt that was a bit quick. Like, Do you remember when we found you? Blah, 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 yeah, it goes blah, blah. right into that. Not hey, well, this st- movie kind of starts in medias race. It yeah, starts smack like, in the middle of something we have no context in. Exactly, and like part of me would be like, I would have expected to be like this person, this this uh, Proxima, be to be like, hey, you stay out of this. It's about him. Yeah, not not, not like, trying to win. Well, and we don't know what the relationship that she has with all these like slave kids. Exactly. Yeah, that yeah. She, like she's this loving individual I, I, that I feel she's like, very defensive of her kids. I feel like that detracts a little bit from a little bit. from 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 the me being. There able are a to lot engage. of things that I think if you're a Star Wars fan is going to rub you the wrong way about this movie. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's a laundry list of stuff. Uh, I have to say, though, I really liked Paul Bettany. Yeah, I really liked his character. I like kind of how manic he was. Like at moments, he would be like, "I'm gonna like stab it you," and then so he'd be like, "Oh my gosh, are you, are you okay?" It is Ryan so Voss. good to see yeah. Paul Bettany in a movie. Physically. Oh yeah, oh my god. We've said it before with the Marvel films, but to see him in something outside of it, it was so good. I just so liked, happy. I just liked the kind of the kind of uh, man, like the the changes, the immediate changes. Like, oh my god, I'm glad you're okay. I'm sorry to hear that 
you know, your wife passed. How are you going to make this up to me or I'll kill you? Yeah. Right. You, <laughs> you don't want to make my bosses angry. Uh, and I have to get it somehow. So I think I'm just going to kill so you. So we're going to kill you. What if we made it right? I don't think you can make it right. I, I think don't I just really have to kill think you. you can make it right. And then, I, um, like, and then he's like, hey, you can't do this job because we have this peace treaty. What if they don't know we're working for you? Okay, I'm listening. Yeah. <laughs> right? I, like, I, it's, I think uh, one of my friends said it best. He goes, um, I, I dislike this movie, but damn, was it entertaining. <laughs> like, that's the best <laughs> okay, thing yeah. that I heard from someone. That's probably like, the best detractor you I could ever really get. I really dislike this film, but God damn. Damn, was I entertained watching it! <laughs> like, and uh, like, I, I, I kind of feel that way. There are a lot of issues I have with the film. Uh, I don't like. I personally don't like shoehorn instances that are thrown in for the sake of the fact that it's a prequel. I don't like. Uh, I understand that you need to build character. You need to build relationships. I don't like the line. Your name is Chewbacca. I'm not saying that name. I gotta think. Of, I gotta think of a nickname for you or something. Eh, that's a you little force. You could have just said Chewy and and gone with it. Chewbacca, I, Chewy. I, uh, I would have. Chewbacca. We're not doing that. It just, like I don't need. It was so. Mm-hmm. It was so spelled out. That how about I need a nickname? How about for the you. cape joke? Yeah, like the yeah. That's that a whole went on thing a little too long. And, like I, there I don't like those classic throwbacks to things, but I can't say that I wasn't entertained by the film. As a video, as a there. video game guy, did you catch the mention of uh, much maligned? Uh, some people love it. A much maligned older Star Wars game. Which one? Uh, so she mentions she knows a form of martial arts when she knocks out the head of the mind as yeah. Taras Kasi. And it was, <laughs> I saw your face. Um, Stop. People on message boards and on articles, people were going nuts that she, that they mentioned. That, yeah. It's canon now. It's canon. It's canon. No, those words are canon. You don't know what those words mean. Because yeah. uh, according to like the... Um, the extended lore that used to exist, I guess part of the legends line now, yeah. it was a, they were a sect of possible force users that fought the Jedi and the Sith. Uh-huh. And they, so when they, they kind of recruited from non force users and their martial arts were so good, they could fight Jedi and Sith. That was the whole point, which, which you don't need that. Yeah. That like the closest I would have taken that. Uh, and even though timeline wise, it doesn't make sense is, is, uh, is, uh, Donnie Yen's character in Rogue One. Yeah, like that's the closest mm-hmm. I would have taken. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, there is someone who is just as just as powerful as a Jedi, but doesn't need a lightsaber mm-hmm. to do it, mm-hmm. uh, or is or, or even the Force. With the Force. Yeah, yeah. That he's not a user of it, but he's he is connect deeply connected to it. Force sensitive. Uh, force sensitive. Um, I do want to ask about uh, Alden Ehrenreich mm-hmm. playing Solo. Uh, there were, of course, the reports that they brought in acting coaches to be more like Harrison Ford. And eventually they were like, no, I don't need you to be Harrison Ford. There's no one who can be a young Harrison Ford anymore. Harrison Ford, contrary to popular belief to, to what you said, props, uh, I don't know if you know this. Current Harrison Ford cannot play young Harrison Ford. <laughs> the the review I heard was uh, this the 
while uh, not the best written, it is a fun ride that non-Star Wars fans and Star Wars fans, as long as they leave their expectations at the door, will enjoy. And I think part of that expectation is Harrison Ford cannot play a young version of himself anymore. He's just too old. It's physically impossible. Um, And that's hard. That's hard for them, for some people to get get past yeah. that that was that was one of the issues with and i i love the movie but with tron legacy so you had oh jeff bridges you had jeff the, bridges being old jeff bridges and then you had old jeff bridges being young clue young clue, jeff young, young jeff bridges and i'm sorry but young jeff bridges did not act like old jeff bridges or even sometimes sound like or have the mannerisms of and so right. it's, it's harder for uh for me to envision that character from tron from the original Tron to Tron Evolution, or, or Tron Legacy. I don't know why. Yes. But, um, but damn if Tron Legacy isn't a fun ride. Oh, my God. Like, so much like, fun. And that is kind of the common theme for Disney films that are extended from some franchise. Like, they wanted Tron Legacy to be the continuation of the series. Amy loves Tron Legacy. It is one of my favorite films to have watched in the theaters. It's one of the, the first actual by Daft Punk. Yes, please. one of the f- first actual Blu-rays I ever bought because yeah. it was literally it. It was that but amazing. That doesn't really make it a great narrative or a great story or a really yeah. great film for that matter. Exactly. But damn, if it wasn't fun to watch, mm-hmm. Tron Legacy. I was like, this looks nice and the music's nifty. Hmm. That's about. So it. I, I mean, came. It's... I came out of the theater. I was like, I. I'm glad I saw it, yeah. but I don't think I've gone. I think I've, I've tried to watch it once since then, and I just haven't. Oh, I see. I I, I could again. still watch. I have fun watching, oh, yeah. it. and I could, and I understand why they stopped the sequel. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, we're kind of in that same kind of kind of that realm. The same way. Yeah. Is, and I, like in this instance, I don't know if it's a bad thing. Like, and that, I think that's where I differentiate from a lot of other people with Solo is I don't think it's I don't think it's a bad thing that it's just a really good ride mm-hmm. uh, uh, in the same way that I don't think it's a bad thing. I mean, I have my issues with it, but I don't think it's a bad thing that Deadpool doesn't the plot doesn't matter in Deadpool. It's my personal preference, but I don't I don't think it's a bad thing for that style of at film. the at the I mean, at the end of the day. Hopefully, most of us go to movies to have a good time. Yeah. Um, and for some people, they won't be able to have that good time if it's not exactly the Star Wars that they remember or exactly the Star Trek or the Tron they remember, yeah. right? But for the majority of us, if it's a fun movie, you're going to have fun. I was okay with Aaron Riker's solo. Yeah, I, think I thought he did fine. I think... Yeah. I think I don't know he, when in this timeline he's supposed to get the very swagger-esque solo vibe that we get later on. He's got the arrogance. Like, he's got like, the arrogance for it, but I don't know if he's... Like, there was one reviewer that said, um, you're going to be waiting a while if you think you're you're going to see uh, the Han Solo that everyone wanted to date when Star Wars came out. Like this one is just not that one. I I'll Maybe be that's the point. I'll, I'll be it's honest, he's yeah, it's he's not, not he's not as likable as as the later versions of Solo that which we is, know. Which is funny because the later versions of Solo was much more of an ass. Oh, totally. Um but I I I think what you see is the him that's jaded after he helps so many people and he just keeps getting shafted. Yeah, yeah. He's just like, yeah, you know, I'll do it night. I'll do it I'll do a favor for somebody and he just keeps getting shafted. like in this one 
I'm going to help Nest. I lost the girl I loved. Yeah. Pretty obvious. Right? Uh, shit. Well, <laughs> at least I helped the weird resistance. Uh, the mini resistance. And they were really trying to build the idea that Emphis Nest was like the origins of this of of a, of, of a rebellion of a rebellion yeah. yeah but she's going against the the syndicate it's not not the empire that's what i'm yeah, saying yeah, so yeah. i don't really know i I've, guess it's cute but again it's it's another example of taking the mask off and revealing someone that i don't know whether or not i'm supposed to give a shit about exactly like it's another moment of oh you know, you've given us an opportunity to build a rebellion. Which rebellion are we talking? One that I don't remember or one that I do remember? Because yeah. if it's one I don't remember, what's the point? Mm-hmm. Well, the the point is that they're, they're setting up potentially, apparently, potentially a sequel, sequel. Yeah. solo trilogy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you which look I, at it. Which is no. a little predictable. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I, I, I like... I, I like some of the characters to be slightly intrigued. All right. Speaking of, of setting up for a sequel, so the end of the movie, obviously we have a big reveal, uh, which certain people lost bets on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, had, we had a buddy that uh, that made a bet with a coworker that was started with Rogue Originally, One. Originally, yeah, Rogue One. Uh, someone said, there's no reason for Space Wizards to be in this movie. There will not be a lightsaber in Rogue One. And he was right. Until the last five minutes, um, <laughs> which were a great five minutes, which are which are my favorite lightsaber scene in a Star Wars movie ever. Oh my god! Um, and then they made this, and that that bet was for an expensive steak dinner, uh, and they have doubled down on this one. And if there was a lightsaber in Han Solo, uh, the naysayer saying there wouldn't be <laughs> uh, had to get the other one a uh, expensive bottle of alcohol. So um, he lost <laughs> again. It's in a hologram, but it's in there. But it's in there. But it um, is in there. And <laughs> we we talked about whether it was absolutely necessary for it to be there. And no, it was not. The character itself is scary enough. That's what I mean. Like Darth Maul is intimidating enough. And spoilers: Darth Maul is at the end. Of the oh, spoilers! Um, <laughs> but the, the thing that got me is like I don't. I. I it's through a hologram. Like. He's like leaning through a hologram and he busts out a lightsaber and you're just like, okay. That's nice. I'm, I'm guessing like somebody said there's like a shock and awe factor for a person that's never seen one of those before. I guess, but yeah, that makes Dryden sense. We saw Dryden Voss walking around with like laser, laser knives. <laughs> and I think it's just, I think it's just a... Laser hold on, knives. Hold on, can, can I, can I, can I re... Let's, I want to redo that. Yes, he was walking around with laser, laser knives, knives. <laughs> right? So, in stereo. Um, but, like, I think it's only a step up from there to, to lightsabers, especially since Han Solo believes that Jedis are, like, a myth by the time Star Wars rolls around, that they're that rare. Wouldn't it be so ironic if they went through a trilogy... And the reason Han Solo thinks that they are a myth is he never, never really sees them. truly sees them. <laughs> so by the time the finale comes around where I don't know if Darth Maul is the villain or someone is the villain of a film and Han Solo goes off and does their own thing and uh, uh, Kiara, for example, goes and fights Darth Maul. And so he never truly sees anyone with a lightsaber so that by the time the first film comes around, he goes, bro. 
Jedi and Sith, that shit is made up. Uh, you know, it does make what sense, though. It does about? make sense, though. If if you were taught that these mythical people wielded these crazy, powerful weapons that only they could really use correctly, uh, and, and they were something to be feared, and then you saw a dude that had one, and you weren't expecting well, it? To be fair, the, the majority of the ones we've seen that have lightsabers, they were peacekeepers. Sith... Like, there was hundreds of Jedi, and there's, like, a couple of Sith every couple hundred years. Yeah. So they they wouldn't been taught to fear lightsabers. They would have been taught that they're a very impressive okay. weapon. How, how about a very impressive weapon in the hands of someone you should fear? Again, yeah, the Jedi are peacekeepers. Again, lightsaber wielders were peacekeepers. Yes, but it's a formidable wait, weapon. Wait, who are you talking in, about in, in the this relation Darth to Maul. Darth Maul and Kira? Like, why would you pop a lightsaber in that hologram conversation? To me, it does the well, it doesn't maybe, make a lot of sense. Maybe it says to remind I, I, people. I'm, that I'm, it's a I'm Sith. playing devil's advocate, and maybe it says to Mine some something else. Entirely. Maybe it says to someone, "Hey, I have a uh, I have a lightsaber." I, and obviously, I know how to use it because I have one. I think I'm already it, look all scary. All of that is irrelevant to the point. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. that has nothing to do with the narrative. And it's just it's just it. like, hey, I'm badass. No, it's everything to do with the viewer. Right? Yeah, they did, oh, yeah, they yeah, did yeah. it. So yeah. they, they did anybody... it because the last time you saw Darth Maul, he, he was went out in, in a way you did not like it. Yeah, yeah, true, true, true. No one, no one. But you know what? The likes <laughs> that the way that Darth Maul was used in that film. He was a scary looking dude. Um, I've liked, I've had three people approach me today being like, when does Han Solo take place? I thought he died. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, he did. But if you watch the cartoons, uh, Which are canon. he got like centipede robot legs using his Dathomir magic. And then he got um, magic space legs. And then he got, as mag- Forrest, Gu- then, Gu- Forrest Gump would then say. Then he Dathomir magic regular legs out of robot legs. Yeah. Uh, and then it's all ridiculous nonsense. But I think, I think that has nothing to like. It's less to do with the narrative and more to do to have fanboys go. I get to see Darth Maul again. In a oh shit, son! Kinda. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it weighs Kinda. that much, but that's how I imagine some people will go. Oh shit! It's Darth Maul. My, yeah, kind kind of like like Rogue One made Vader were, cool. Yeah, not, but yeah, not, well, I don't know if this made it cool. It's a hologram. He didn't kill anybody. Yeah, yeah, but they they get that nerd vibe, I guess. I, like, I I would have liked to have seen like I would have liked shows to have up, seen him in person. Right, he yes, shows up. Yes. He, like you think you're in the penthouse of the ship, and it turns out there's another penthouse in the ship. So she gets in the elevator instead of going down, she goes up. And that Darth Maul's chilling up there. He's been in, in meditation. In person, if he had busted out the, the lightsaber, I would have been completely fine with that. That would have made a lot more sense. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. I get you. I get you. He was like, where's Dryden Voss? Uh, he didn't make it. Um, okay. See, that's another thing. As a Sith practitioner, he would have totally known she was lying. I, in, in my opinion. But I think I think that's what would we've have never made been that told what his abilities in, are. Yeah, yeah true. But true. I think that's what have that would have made the scene much more interesting if he is there in person. Yeah, yeah. Because yes, he'd figure out that she was lying, but he would go. Based on your skill set, you're probably the best person to replace Dryden. Yeah, seriously, seriously. So, if if you're able to do, to get rid of him, you obviously should have replaced him. Regardless of what you want, guess what? You got the job. Right, <laughs> kind of, kind of, and kinda, fail me, lightsaber. Exactly, kind of like based on the Sith, right? Okay, so you did exactly what the Sith do. 
You, right. The apprentice kills the master in yeah. in a, in... and and you know what I think in that scenario. Uh, I, what's disappointing to me, and I and I truly think this has to do with with Ron Howard putting together a film at short notice. Mm-hmm. Is this film fell back on stereotypical things that other films have done because the impact of the Darth Maul scene is not as relevant. Why? Because we are used to seeing men uh, Sith in power as holograms. Yeah. That's what we're used to seeing in film. The Emperor. And you're absolutely right. It would have resonated so much more if it was portrayed differently. So. Um, And you're right. This, this, it's very, very derivative of the old ones. Like, um, the, the scene where they're flying through the maelstrom, I was like, I was waiting for a creature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to say it's the asteroid scene. It, it's it's a Han Solo doing it in an asteroid scene. I was like, I'm waiting. They're like, something's in here, and I was like, I was waiting for a creature. It looked a lot cooler than I was expecting. <laughs> yes, but yes. so then, can I ask you a question? And this is a genuine question because it just came to mind. Um, in this instance, if that is an issue, why do you think, aside from it being a genuine Star Wars film, why do you think Episode Seven? Is as loved as it is for being very reflective of the original trilogy. So, um, the elements I do not like of that where, where it was overly homage to the original. Um, but I think it's the first time that one is a Star Wars story. We started on a, it, but the thing is, it's so much a Star Wars story. Because it's a carbon, it's almost a carbon copy of elements from the episodes one, uh, four, five, and six. Yeah, mm-hmm. just yeah. kind of squished together. Mm-hmm. But it's the first time we've seen a Star Wars story that felt like a Star Wars story done well yeah. in 1983, 1984 was the last one before the prequels. Yeah. 77 or 88? I think it might have been 88. I don't remember, but it's it's been a while. Yeah, for a lot of people, and then they were like, Ignoring "Everyone was, the prequels." But those, again, to those, those don't feel like Star Wars movies to me. They're, I mean, they, like you said, they, there's Star Wars elements, but there's no. One of the things for me that I always go back to is uh, lightsaber fights. Mm-hmm. In episodes four, five, and six, Luke doesn't know how to use a lightsaber almost at all. So half the fights, Darth Vader's playing with him. Yeah. Until such a time as I like to me, like he gets lucky because Darth Vader doesn't want to kill him. Yeah, yeah. And Luke is willing to harm his father. Yeah. Um, but there's that. Uh, in the prequel trilogies, it's like a ballet. Yeah. No one at no one at any point in those movies feels like they're an overly large amount of danger there. Yeah. Like it. There's just a lot of flourishes and it's dancing and it is beautifully done and it is beautifully choreographed but it's not it great feels, for a movie it feels like dancing like dance I fencing like any, with the stars dance um, fencing with the i don't stars. i don't feel like anyone's in any like real danger like, and they I do don't feel the the tension and then and they do crazy spider-man jumps right too. They, they flip they jump it's it's balletic like people are there's flourishes there's it's beautifully done it's like watching two fencing masters go at yeah. it yeah um, so and the, the scene that comes to mind in that sense is uh, is Mace Windu in the apartment, and he like he does the the step back and he like puts his sword out and it like crashes through the window and like like that scene comes to mind with what yeah. you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Right, it's very flourishy that way. Um, very flourishy. And then for me, Rogue One has that moment 
where I'm afraid of a lightsaber. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, my God, yes. That's what I've always wanted in a lightsaber fight is in a – you see somebody pull out a lightsaber and everyone realizes they're boned. Yeah. Yeah. Because that guy is wielding a weapon that can cut through anything. Anything. And he and uses it to great effects. And there, there there was no flourish. It was – and this is it was exactly cool, methodical. It's, well, remember, it's, the, it's so, the scene that people never, never got in the original trilogy to go. Well, how afraid of people are Darth Vader? You got small instances of it where he's like choking at his own people, but that's got nothing to do with anyone else. He, yeah. That but, scene truly establishes why people are afraid right. of Darth Vader. If that was more the norm, I would completely understand what's his face popping a lightsaber in that conversation. Yeah. Because that's what people should be afraid of. But they've established, Han Solo later on establishes that most people don't even know that's a thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, most people don't know to be afraid of a lightsaber because they don't believe that the people that wield them. Rogue One, so I mean, you gotta think. That people don't believe they exist. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, so, I just wanna wanna talk about that that Darth Vader scene just for a second. I know it's about Rogue One, but one of the biggest things that I liked about certain games, uh, video games that portrayed Darth Vader and certain ways he's portrayed is when he moves, it should be deliberate, it should be powerful, and it should it should always radiate that just that that like rage and energy uh, that like he could move anything or do anything if he so desired. And I feel like that scene says it all. He's right. going to get to where he's going and nothing will stop him. Yeah. Um, but that's to, to your question about why people like episode seven. Um there are elements of that. Like we see people wielding a lightsaber and they don't know how to use it. Yeah. That's the way it should be. We see the one person in the movie who knows how to use a lightsaber act like a child. And that's scary. Like Darth Vader's scary because he, because he, he, like if you fail him, he will kill you. Kylo Ren to me was scary because he might just get angry and kill you. Yeah. Yeah. Like imagine uh, a lightsaber in Dr. Doom's hand. Okay, cool. Just don't piss off Doctor Doom. Now imagine a lightsaber in Joker's hand. Yeah. Okay, just don't don't ever be near Joker. Don't ever. be ever near. That to me was Kylo Ren. Yeah. And that to me is why, like, I re- I like I liked Kylo Ren. I know a whole bunch of people were like he was like a petulant child, and I was like that's scary as shit. Yeah. Taking taking a basically effectively a child with anger management issues and giving them the most destructive hand weld weapon in the universe. Yeah. And then give him psychic powers. Yeah. What? Is it is it frustrating then that Solo, uh, and this is coming from someone who actually enjoyed the film, is it frustrating a little bit that Solo feels uh, a little like filler? It's just filler noise for... I wouldn't say frustrating. I don't... I, f- I feel like they're telling a story I didn't need. Yeah. Like Rogue One... I, I went into it thinking I I don't need this story. I know how it ends. They all die. They get the da- they get the the Death Star plans and they put it in. Turns out to be one of my favorite of the movies. I mean, seriously, um, they fill in what we would consider plot holes in the other movies. Like, come on, yeah, there's a weakness. Oh, why was there a weakness? Oh, because it was planned, mother. Yeah. Right. It was intentionally put there. Han Solo, in my opinion, doesn't answer anything that I had questions about. Mm. Like, uh, he was a street rat on. That isn't Han Solo specific, which I was perfectly fine with what his his character was. Again, I didn't need I didn't yeah. need any of that filled in. I know he's from Corellia. I know he was he got off Corellia, and I know he became a smuggler eventually. Mm-hmm. And apparently, at some point, he won the 
the Millennium oh, wow. Falcon. He met Chewie. He rescued. He saved him somehow because that's he mentions that that's why Chewie keeps by him. Yeah, because uh, like a Wookiee life debt. Yeah, and then we know that he wins the Millennium Falcon, and yep. he meets Lando. Uh, none of those at, at no point have I ever been like, man, I really wish I knew how that happened. I do wish I knew why there was a giant hole in the Death Star that caused it to be to to fail. I have that that's that's bugged me for a long time. I've been like, why can one shot from an X-wing take down an entire moon? It's like that's no moon. And they make make jokes about it. How about that architect got fired? You know, like you never yeah. got a job again. And there's, we 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 realized that that there's that eight bit video where the guy does a presentation. He was just like, yeah, no one told me to expect space wizards. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you know what a thermal exhaust port does, but it blows stuff out. It's not designed to suck it in. And that's like a six mile straight down shot where that missile has to not hit a wall before it gets to its destination. Do you know how impossible of a shot that is? And he's like, if someone had told me to design this, the, the Death Star expecting space wizards, I would have designed it differently. <laughs> but no one told me to expect space wizards because we haven't seen any since some dude named Skywalker died. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think they handled that. But, well. but he was just like, yeah, but then there was, so there used to be a really cool space wizard named Skywalker. He died. Now we have another dude named Skywalker who pilots an X-Wing for the first time and managed to make a shot that should be impossible. I'm not saying it was Space Wizards, but I'm pretty sure it was. <laughs> <laughs> like there's an entire video and it's great. But that's that's there's been an entire line of logic. Like why like how would you design something that yeah. badly? It was a it was a manufactured defect. Yeah. On that, purpose. On purpose. And that makes sense to me. And like I was fine with that. And like Kaecilius put it in there. But things like that, like they, they're, it answered a question that I had, and I think it did it in a way that I liked. Yeah, I, it, I'll admit, I'm not a Star Wars guy. Like I, I'll watch the movies and I enjoy them for the most part, but I'm much more of a Trekkie. Yeah, and we we talked about during the the Star Wars thing during the planning session. Um, I can even deal with, you know, things changing, whatnot. So even then, I'm I'm okay with them changing the lore yeah. to fit a narrative. I've I've just never looked at Han Solo and been like, man, I wish I knew more about him. The only question I had is the Kessel Run, because they mention it so many times in the original ones that he makes it into all parsecs. I don't know what that means, but. It's got to be cool. I assume it's fast. I don't know what a parsec is. Well, um, a parsec is a unit of distance. Okay. So that's why that line always bugged it astronomers. Is, yeah. Because he's like, I made it in 12 parsecs. And it was like, that's not a that's not a unit of time. That's yeah. a unit of distance. Like, So they fixed it. So what they said, basically, I think they were saying is like, how, how much you can do the Kessel Run, how how much can you get through the Kessel Run while being in normal while space? While being in normal space, yeah. Yeah, that's without having to go through hyperspace through points. Yeah. And I think that's, he he went through the Kessel place in 12 parsecs of distance without yeah. going through the entire. Without going through the whole thing. Right. The full Kessel Plus, Run. Plus, he even says he rounds. He, round, <laughs> he runs down. He runs if down. Not if you run down. down. <laughs> right. Um... But so, yeah, like, like it, you're right in the sense, like, the, in my opinion, the Kessel Run is the only thing I've ever had a question about Han Solo about. I don't uh, really care about his past that, 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 that much. That begs the question, care. do you have, what 
that begs the question, what other what questions do you have about certain characters in the Star Wars universe already established that you think would be better for uh Prequels? Or a Star Wars movie, a side story. doesn't have to be a prequel. could be something that happens during or after. Uh, Snoke? Yeah. I I, I vaguely want to know. Snoke is Jar Jar. You know that already. (laughs) Uh, I think think it would be really cool if we found out that Jar Jar is pulling Snoke's strings. You know? Uh, That's too much. Jar Jar's the man behind the power, man. Him and Darth Maul are just hanging out. Actually. Manipulating everything from the background. So... They don't say his name, but in one of the Star Wars novels, they uh, basically intimate that basically, uh, basically too many times, uh, Jar Jar ends up like homeless. He gets ejected from his society and he basically is a smuggler or a juggler, not a smuggler, a juggler and like a fool for it's like to make kids laugh. And that's the only thing that like brings him any joy anymore. Lies. It's a really sad ending for that character, but somewhat fitting because I despise him. Absolute lies. <laughs> the only thing I like I about the original prequel Whoever trilogy, drew that wasted their time because it's all bullshit. All of it. The thing I like about episode three is that it established that Jar Jar is actually the bad guy. Jar Jar is the bad guy. Not not Sidious, because Jar Jar is the one who breaks the Senate. Mm-hmm. He puts the vote through. Jar Jar. Yeah. Jar Jar's the bad I think guy. It's intentional movies. because he's he's, he's the a bad Sith. Guy. Commander Sith. Oh, how um, how crazy would that be if that actually happened though? Like what would you what would you think? What, if he turned out to be like Snoke? Yeah. Or I like a bad guy. Uh, I mean, I'd laugh, and then I'd be like... Misa, one of, Misa is, angry. One of my favorite images coming out of Infinity War was Jar Jar with the gauntlet. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Crossover time. You son, big doo-doo this time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, it's the, so good. But uh, if I had to do another story, I could deal with um, Plagueis. Like, getting more info on Plagueis. Okay, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's too early. There's... Mm, I don't care that much. Um, like there's, I would, I would definitively like Lagos to know if, if he's, if he created Anakin, because it's heavily insinuated in the in the the prequel trilogies mm-hmm. yeah. that Plagueis was uh, developing a way of generating life through the through the Force. Yeah, which would if he if that's how Anakin was born, if he's a Force baby because of Plagueis, that, that makes Plagueis made, his father. Yeah, but that would have made the prequels much more interesting if it ended with that reveal. I agree. I would have liked it to, to if that had been the reveal. I was kind of hoping Snoke was Plagueis, because that uh, that, that, yeah, that yeah. was lived this whole time. And right. That kinda... would that would make it full circle. Like yeah, but Snoke doesn't matter according to Brian correct. Uh, and that Snoke... stop. Brian so... loves Last Jedi, so you're gonna have to live with it. No, it's not. I don't. I like the Last Jedi. I just like. But you don't love it. I, it's just why why build up a character as menacing and then. Because the 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 narrative they have in place dictates that Kylo Ren is the villain, and you cannot have Kylo Ren be the main villain if you have someone above him, point telling him what to do. Telling him what to do, you lose that intimidation factor going into the final. And I, and film. I think that's one of the problems with Darth Vader in the original trilogy, because again, well, partially because Vader, Darth Vader was never meant to be the ultimate villain. But he's. But at no point is he the villain because the 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 emperor the is the villain. At least so, under the second But I, okay, I understand getting rid of him. But that, but we but, don't get we don't get a motivation as to why he's even oh, an it's evil terrible. dude. You it's know, awful. Well, because he's not he's not the character you're supposed to care about. 
He's not the villain. Kylo Ren is the villain. No, I you get it. You just got tricked into thinking Snoke was the villain. I, I get it, yeah. But at no point, like, so I always compare it back to the Emperor. You go back to the Emperor in the original trilogy, Snoke has more lines, dialogue, and exposition than the Emperor has. True. Yeah. In the original trilogy. Four, five, and six. Yeah. Emperor is given no motivation other than he's like evil, right? But then he's he basically the Skeletor. Yeah. And at the end of it, he's just like, kill him and be my apprentice. Right? He's Skeletor. Like, we're given no real motivation for why he's doing what he's doing, except for he's a bad guy. Yeah. Um, I don't true, true. I don't care. Snoke had the same amount of stuff. Because the Emperor's story doesn't matter. Not in the original trilogy. Snoke's story doesn't matter either. They just didn't drag it on for three movies. Yeah. In this one, they said two. No, Kylo Ren's the character that matters. Yeah. And uh, have about. we seen the Knights of Ren yet? Nope. No, just in a flashback. Matter. Yeah, just in a flashback. And are I assume we going we're going to see them now. I, yeah. I'm, I'm guessing that's going to be the new Praetorian Guard. Yeah. Like, instead of the Red Guard, we're going to see... The, and, he's gonna, his bodyguards are going to be the Knights of Ren. My, and my, my question for that is, what, what does it mean? What, what does a Knight of Ren mean? And we probably will never get it. I don't no, know. I don't it's think just we will. a protector of Kylo Ren. Yeah, yeah. Well, apparently he joined the Knights of Ren. Then that's... So I think he took the name Kylo and then the suffix Ren. The suffix Ren. So okay. the Knights of Ren, I think, were already a thing. And Solo was, joined uh, them. was already taken by him. Uh, assigned to him. <laughs> assigned to him. Uh, so, so I want to. I want to get back to Solo. Yes. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, Tan- we're off track. Tangents. The problem is, like, Star Star Wars is a hard thing to talk about with just one movie because You're it is it right. is a universe. You're absolutely right. So much the sum of its parts. You're you absolutely know? right. The Last Jedi is terrible. I want to move <laughs> on to. Uh, I want to move on through Solo uh, to talk about uh, the future. Uh, because science and technology science. Uh, solo is trying to establish to what we mentioned earlier this idea of a trilogy right mm-hmm. and I'm hoping are, not. we're hoping not but maybe I mean it depends right now it's probably in in the box office it's gonna break even or it's gonna be slightly over yeah I mean when you when you look at it uh props I, I think you, you, you told the, us yeah yeah you the brought numbers, up the numbers earlier the numbers yeah, but the, it's, it's either going to break even to the budget, or it's going to be slightly. I didn't look budget. up the I didn't look up the budget, but uh, from this article, uh, in fact, all three three of Disney's previous Star Wars movies made more in just three domestic opening week in in their domestic opening weekends than Solo's debut has made worldwide. So that means all of the last Disney uh, Star Wars movies have made more in America than Solo in in a weekend than Solo has made everywhere and i don't see that exploding like any higher you know? i i think uh reviews will help but the opening weekend is usually pretty indicative of, of how it's gonna do yeah of how it's gonna do and um i know they i think it did um 101 million is what they're projecting disney was hoping for 130 to 150 opening well weekend. so forbes uh, Forbes 12 hours ago says their global debut uh, solo a Star Wars story is at 148 million. Oh uh, yeah, that's that's showing up on um on there now on the Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah. so okay. 148 million its is budget was at. 250 million. 250 million. So they get factor in marketing and whatnot. They, they got a so they got ways to go. They got a ways to go. Most most likely it's gonna break even. Yeah, is yeah. My so the, so that begs the question: there might not even be a there sequel. might not be a second film. They might just leave it alone. Uh, and let the cartoons fill in the rest. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I would be fine if they continued, like, if they did a Han Solo, like, cartoon. Like, yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, I I like the Clone Wars tril- cartoon. I like Rebels. I think they're both great. I like the way they introduce. I I would have loved Thrawn Honestly, in the movie. I think Solo fits better in that medium than this one. Yeah, yeah. I'm dude. not gonna lie. I would have. I, I would have been fits way better. Than... I would have been fine with the Kessel Run in a cartoon. I'm not gonna lie. But yeah. I had to. I had to sit through in a whole bunch of a movie that I didn't really care about to get to yeah, that. To get to the Kessel Run. So something to think about. Apparently, there are two different uh, live action. Star Wars shows being developed currently. Where? I heard uh, uh, one was talking about the Knights of the Old Republic uh, on like that's something. Been on they the, can't even make the, a new game. The... They're going to make a live action show? Yeah. Nah, get that shit out of here. It's. I think they're trying to make like Game of Thrones for Star Wars. I'm done. Stop. Hey, they, they already got Amelia Clark on board. Wait, really? No. No, she's no in I'm the joking. Show. Oh, she's Daenerys. Movie, oh, yeah. I was like, wait, what? I was so trying to be clever. These, so wait, Thanks wait, wait, for wait, wait, ruining so it. So, a John Favreau to executive produce and write live action Star Wars series. He's busy doing Lion King. Next. <laughs> that was on March 8th. He's busy, definitely busy. And doing producing, Lion King. Um, what's that one show? Uh, Shannara? Sh- yeah. Didn't oh, they my God. That? I think so. Yeah, no, they, they should have. That shit hard. <laughs> The Shannara, yeah. Okay, I'll be honest. The girl chronicles. I'll be, I'll be very, be very honest. As a, as a, as a young kid, I did read the Shannara books. Such a ripoff of the Hobbit, like yes, or from Lord of the Rings, completely, absolutely. Um, and he, the Terry, Terry Brooks, author, still writing those, those books. Twenty books in. I'm not even joking. Yeah, so know, they're saying it's a John Favreau executive produced project in the, yeah, in the universe of what? In Star, Star Wars. Wars Star Wars but. live action TV series will take place seven years after Return of the Jedi. We'll okay, use same so te- a, we'll use same technology in Lion King remake. Okay. Okay. So it's a so it's a story about the dismantling or at least the what is that the internal strife in the empire mm-hmm. right it, At, it, post, uh, post the that, uh the death I of the guess emperor that would be a story i i it, i wouldn't be interested in film but i'm definitely interested in seeing how the empire actually broke apart i i guess but my my biggest problem there is i don't I don't know. Like they'd have to do, they'd have to do a really good job of making me care about those characters. Twenty three years before well, Force Awakens, no well, it'll be it'll be brand new. It would Actually, just be, it would be like if, if I were doing it, it would be from the perspective of soldiers, not from yeah. It'll Snoke be introduced from new characters in a TV show format. Yeah, that's what it would be. I I just don't I don't think you'll see them do that. I agree. Like if they did like a, a band of brothers kind of thing, like you saw a group of soldiers dealing with the dismantling of the empire. Yep. Um, I th- like, I I th- I agree. There would be some really interesting narratives around that, like uh, reintegration of stormtroopers into like normal society. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, okay, cool. As part of seeing our there, like, seeing that unit get ripped apart by by the actual split, uh, people going with the new order, people sticking with the empire, and seeing what happens. Right. There's there's interesting things you can do with that. I'd be. Uh, you know what I want? Like uh, an o- the Office version of that, <laughs> like the TV show, like like a documentary crew just following them around, and then you get like the the, the funny plucky stormtrooper, and then like 
<laughs> right. So, um, so they did. So, uh, aside from that, what else I was reading there? Uh, so they have the Jean Favreau executive produced and written one. Uh, and then they'll also have other properties uh, and possibly anthology, as they call them, anthology movies. Uh, so we'll see what they decide to come out with next. Bless me, I am blessed. And that's going to be it for us. Yep, uh, we talked. Thanos bless you. Than- Thanos bless you. <laughs> Remember, though it leaves your body, you are still a child of Thanos. You are still a child of Thanos. Every breath you uh, take. That's going to be it for us. Uh, hopefully this time we can figure out our navigational systems and get to somewhere beep, that, boop, beep, boop, pop. That, right. that actually has people at it. But uh, in terms of being able to uh, follow us, you can follow us twitter.com, uh, Instagram at Sanctuary One Radio. You can email the show, sanctuary1radio at gmail.com. You can also support the channel. So you can go to patreon.com forward slash S1 radio and uh, you can go ahead and uh, uh, donate to be a part of the channel. You get benefits as part of it. The entry level benefits. You get some bonus content. Sweet, sweet nice. bennies. Sweet, sweet bennies. Uh, as well as the ability to dictate uh, uh, segments of the show, uh, which is really nice. Tell us what to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us what to say. Uh, Deadpool was amazing. Oh, I'm not going to play that. And Solo was awesome. Oh, I'm not going to play that. Shannara Chronicles, terrible. <laughs> I think is. we can all agree on that. We talked about some really crappy like media stuff in this in this segment <laughs> today. Like, just stuff that we were all like, it was all right. <laughs> well, I, see, I, I Deadpool and, and this one, I, I, really, I enjoyed both movies. Yeah. Uh, but just because I enjoyed it does not mean that I don't have critiques for it. Absolutely. Most certainly, and, and that's always the case. Absolutely. Uh, so, any any hints on where we're going to be at uh, next week? Uh, Perhaps. Let's see. I think we're going to go to. Um. I think we're gonna we're gonna give the uh, the old Shiar a visit. Ooh, and, uh, they they get the bird ladies there, right? Right, uh, right. That plumage, right? That's what yeah. I'm talking about. I hear their their king dude has a mohawk. Their king dude, the king dude, yeah, the king dude. Well, it's called dude. gladiator, That's... not the Russell Crowe uh, one. I what? Know it's, Sorry, nah, he wears. I don't a... want to go now. <laughs> well, you already you already laid in the coordinates. We have to. No, whatever. Fine. I know. Sucks to suck. Uh, that's going to be it for us, everyone out there. We hope we will see you, uh, out, uh, uh, hanging out with the, with the bird ladies, uh, and the gladiator men. I don't really know anything about this planet at all, so I'm just assuming anything they told me is actually accurate. I don't really know, but hopefully we'll see you guys there. Have a wonderful, wonderful time. Uh, we'll see you guys soon. Toodle. Bye.